Well, hi everyone, it's Charles here from the GHFC with podcast number 21. And yesterday is the 1st of April, but I assure you this is not an April Fool's. Okay, so today we're going to be investigating the human trait of being polarizing. Is it a negative or a positive trait? Well, this week we witnessed the memorial to Shane Keith Warne, or simply Warney. Without doubt, it was a fitting tribute to an Aussie icon who became an international celebrity. Like so many others, uh, I did not have the opportunity to meet with Warney. Uh, had we met, I feel we would have got on famously as his zest for life and for living would have ensured a great time would be had by all. However, we did see him perform on his primary stage, being the Cricket Oval. Warner's cricket achievements have been celebrated by so many colleagues and friends that I will not add to them here, albeit to say I will always remember with the greatest of pleasure watching Warney live at his home of cricket, the MCG, or my home of cricket, the SCG. During Warney's memorial at the MCG, fellow cricketers and great mates were asked to summarise Shane Keith Warne in one word. Descriptors such as genius, genuine, even bogan were expounded. One descriptor not used, and, and most probably not befitting the evening, could have been polarising. However, not in the way we usually associate this term, of being an individual you either love or loathe. In Warney's case, as an individual, you could love and loathe him all at the same time. For me, I loved his bowling, his batting, his on-field presence, his down-to-earth larrikinism, his zest for life, his, his love of people from all walks of life. And in turn, I loathed his infrequent displays of arrogance and lack of self-discipline off the field. As a role model at the height of his playing career, I often felt he simply let himself down. But then again, he was human, and after all, we do have our, our own foibles. While compiling this podcast, I'm reminded of another person who has a similar bearing on me, the inimitable Ian Beefy Botham, now Lord Botham, or officially Baron Botham of Ravensworth, who I also had the privilege of watching live, uh, this time when growing up in England. I cannot think of any other individuals who have made such a lasting impression on me, well with the exception of two rugby union greats being Bill Beaumont of England and John Eels of Australia, albeit they could never ever be described as polarising, simply great and inspirational guys. Polarising is not always distinct as to whether it is positive or negative trait. That's never been clear to me. However, it tends to lead me to a focus on bipolarism. Now this week, on, on March the 30th, was World Bipolar Day. It was a day for connection, outreach and coming together in solidarity around the goal of increasing awareness, acceptance and funding for bipolar disorder. Bipolar disorder, formerly called manic depression, is a mental health condition 
that causes extreme mood swings that include emotional highs, mania or hypermania, and lows, being depression. And when you become depressed, you feel sad or hopeless and lose interest or pleasure in most activities. When your mood then shifts to mania or hypermania, which is less extreme than mania, you may feel euphoric, full of energy, unusually irritable. These mood swings can affect sleep, energy, activity, judgment, behavior, and the ability to think clearly. Episodes of mood swings may occur rarely or multiple times a year. Whilst most people will experience some emotional symptoms between episodes, some may not experience any. So although uh, bipolar disorder is a lifelong condition, you can manage your mood swings and other symptoms by following a treatment plan. And in most cases, bipolar disorder is treated with medications and psychological counseling or psychotherapy. The exact cause of bipolar disorder is unknown, but several factors may be involved, such as biological differences. People with bipolar disorder appear to have physical changes in their brains. The significance, sorry, the significance of these changes is still uncertain, but may eventually help pinpoint causes. And then there's genetics. Uh, bipolar disorder is more common in people who have a, a first-degree relative, such as a sibling or parent, with the condition. Researchers are trying to find genes that may be involved in causing bipolar disorder. And in terms of prevention, well, there's no sure way to prevent bipolar disorder. However, getting treatment at the earliest sign of a mental health disorder can help prevent bipolar disorder or other mental health conditions from worsening. If you've been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, some strategies can help prevent minor symptoms from becoming full-blown episodes of mania or depression. Pay attention to warning signs. Addressing symptoms early on can prevent episodes from getting worse. You may have identified a pattern to your bipolar episodes and what triggers them. Call your doctor if you feel you're falling into an episode of depression or mania. Involve family members or friends in watching for warning signs. Avoid drugs and alcohol. Using alcohol or recreational drugs can worsen your symptoms and make them more likely to come back. Do take your medications exactly as directed. You may be tempted to stop treatment, but don't. Stopping your medication or reducing your dose on your own may cause withdrawal effects or your symptoms may worsen or simply return. Now, in the early days of the GHFC, my research led me to an authority in mental health awareness, a gentleman by the name of David Westgate. David is a mental health ambassador for Assure Programs, a speaker for the Black Dog Institute, and a master mental health first aid Australia trainer. He also has Bipolar One. David's tagline is Empathy and Education for a Mentally Healthy Society. David not only lives with bipolar, but he proudly thrives with bipolar. Now, David is also a prolific writer and researcher, with one of his recent posts really cutting to the chase. I'll just share that with you now. 
It's slow and steady that beats mental illness. Getting over poor mental health can be as much a case of patience and perseverance as pills and psychology. Rather than a six-lane freeway, the road to recovery is a single-lane dirt road with the occasional pothole and detour. That said, it's well worth the journey. So here are a few tips to help you along the way. If you start feeling unwell, do everything you can to nip it in the bud. The further you slide into depression or anxiety, the harder it is to get out of. If your doctor recommends you see a psychologist, see them. If you don't like them, see another and another if need be. Finding someone you feel comfortable with can take time, but it can change your life when you do. If you're told to get more exercise, change your diet, rethink how you think, lose weight, lose weight, sorry, or meditate, then do it. It's your health and your responsibility, so get with the program. The same goes for medication. Now, I'm no poster boy for pills, but they've turned my life around. Mind you, I've had pills that have made me fat, sleepy, giddy, and shake so badly that I couldn't hold a beer. But rather than give them away, I'd tell my quack and find ones that worked. Understand that there will be times when it feels like you are taking two steps back and no steps forward, and you'll want to throw the towel in. Don't. Unlike recovery, quitting actually is a six-lane freeway, at the end of which lies a small town called Misery. No matter how hard things might get, one day you will look back and think it was worth every step. And David's final word is, I shall leave, uh, or, or, sorry, David's final word here, left, he left to a world expert in depression, Sir Winston Churchill, who, as we all know, suffered with the black dog. Churchill said, if you find yourself going through hell, then it's best to keep going. So should you or someone you know be showing signs of anxiety, please do contact Lifeline on 13 11 14, Beyond Blue on 1300 224 636, or search online for the Black Dog Institute for Sane Australia, Headspace, or Gotcha for Life. Well, that's all for today's GHFC podcast with thanks to David Westgate. I, I do hope you gained some insights and added value. With many thanks for listening. Stay mentally well. Charles at the GHFC.